We have on the line Ms. Ella Thompson from the Dennis Hurley Center. She's a publicist. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, Ella. Good evening, Songeza. It's a pleasure to be here. Good evening. You're a hard person to find, are you? I know. I'm ducking and diving. It's St. Patrick's evening. We should be sitting celebrating with friends in the quiet privacy of our homes, having a little quiet Guinness or two, observing all the things we need to observe about coronavirus, but also just to remember that being with friends and family is important at this time. And you've caught me with friends around a dinner table, sitting, looking, reading about St. Patrick and, and downing a little Guinness with friends. And many do not have the luxury that you currently enjoy, persons who are homeless at this particular time. Let's talk then in their context about how truly vulnerable they are and what is it that typically somebody like Songhez or Enela don't quite appreciate about the plight of many South Africans who don't enjoy what we do. Exactly. That was a really good intro, so thank you for that lead-up. We at the Dennis Hurley Centre look after the city's most vulnerable people, and we realise that it's the most more important now than ever to continue offering the services that we do. So we do make sure that we continue to run the Nkosinati feeding scheme, we run our clinic, we run our various entrepreneurial outreach programs, and we are very, very mindful that the people that we serve are particularly vulnerable to the virus and to feeling unwell. So we have had meetings, we have had staff meetings, staff briefings, we have made sure we observe all the health and safety protocols which everybody else around the country is, a, is a, intending to observe. And we're certainly really up on our game with that. We have been doing um, staff training and we are being particularly mindful that we need to continue the services that we operate. So, for example, we offer, uh, we feed um, the, the local vulnerable community twice a day with lunch and with, and with breakfast. And typically that has been taking place inside our dining area. So, for example, we are now minimizing numbers. We're doing extra shifts. We have moved the tables out into the open air so there's more air circulation. We are being particularly mindful about hygiene and washing hands. We are making soap. We are making hand washing. We're making tissues. We're making everything available to the homeless community, to our staff, to our volunteers. And we've been particularly mindful. We're also researching the possibility if things do deteriorate in any kind of way to do packed food instead and send our visitors away with packed food rather than sitting in a communal space. That would be the next step if we feel like we need to be a bit more mindful of that. Um, Ditto with the clinic. We are being very, very up on our health and hygiene and safety. We've also been training uh, or making sure that our staff are able to pick up any possible symptoms and we have um, a triage system in place where if we do find any people that might be possibly carrying the virus, where the local um, service providers, medical service providers are in the area and ways of getting it to them very quickly. So that is all absolutely under control. My particular area where I work at the Sony Centre, I work with, a, with an entrepreneurial group of young men and women who sell second-hand books for a living. And our biggest challenge is we receive donations of books from kind Durbanites and we then on-sell it um, and all the profits of that is made to the, the book vendors themselves. But our crisis at the moment is that we have a group of 10, 15 men and women that rely on events and public spaces and theatre shows and exhibitions. And all of which cannot which happen under business, the circumstances. All of which, all of which have been cancelled. 
So for us, it's the challenge of finding ways to operate and, and to try and find business opportunities in a town which is frightened and, and facing shutdown. And certainly all the events where we have relationships with all the, all the management of those different venues, um, that is no longer an option to us. So we're talking to different supermarkets. We're talking to um, the, the parks and gardens department of the city to say, maybe we can look at going to some of the parks and encourage people to be outside, be mindful of private spaces, obviously, but to buy a book and sit under the trees with family and 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 be healthy and be outdoors at the same time. So, again, we've been spending our time with, with um, hygiene wipes, cleaning all our books, all our book vendors have plastic um, gloves on. They have they have sanitized gloves where they do business now. Uh, we're very mindful of not using actual money, but trying to use Zapper and trying to use different ways that are non-transactional with with actual hard cash. Um, all of our guys have been uh, had a, had this morning. They had a training program about just health and safety. They're making sure that they have hand sanitizers available for themselves and for the customers. And the whole way through, we're trying to operate from not a place of fear, but a place of care and concern and compassion and realizing we need to up our game and continue to do what we need to do, but just be more mindful and more vigilant and more compassionate because the numbers, obviously, of our vulnerable community are increasing and we need to look out for a lot of our, our customers who uh, have TB, have HIV, and and are particularly vulnerable for 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 the virus. So we are we are really being taking this very very seriously. But we're also not wanting to cause panic or concern. Um, and certainly, it, it, we, there's lots of creative brainstorms around um, ways of looking for different opportunities and looking for different ways of doing things. Um, within very limited means and um, still trying to deliver the excellent service that we're particularly proud of. Let's talk about the extent of vulnerability of the persons who do not fit a particular social bracket. As I interpret these messages, stay at home. Well, I can afford to stay at home. I'll take my laptop and I'll do my work. There are many of those persons who not necessarily are homeless, but are nonetheless vulnerable, who have to go to work to be able to mitigate against otherwise the risk that coronavirus invites into their lives. And then when you talk about persons who are homeless, the risk is just untold. In fact, we probably don't know most of the risk that they are actually exposed to. The Dennis Hurley Center does try and mitigate some of these, but of course, I think it's only a matter of time if the ch- the trajectory is anything to go by where it might be overwhelmed. Contingencies in place, relationships that you are already starting to engage for the purposes of making sure, because you do have a public mandate and a very pu- social public mandate, who are some of the institutional partners that you're already talking to to make sure that the plight of especially the homeless persons is not worsened? Absolutely. We, we are looking, we have reached out already over the, over the last couple of days to um, labs and to hospitals, and we've made arrangements with them, certainly. So the AMPAP and Lancers Lab, if it's a private hospital or private situation, Addington, if not. Um, so we've reached out to them. We've already been in contact with them. So in terms of our, of, our, of our clinic operations, we have reached out to similar service providers in and around where we operate so we can support each other if necessary. Um, and certainly we, we have um, international guidelines, so we are, we are checking our patients 
um, for symptoms, or, the, or that is not that we're not encouraging people to come to us to be checked. But if they're coming to us for their meds, if they're coming to us for um, other regular um, consultations, of course, checking them is part of what we need to do. And we know that the public hospital closest to us is Addington. And if there is any suggested possible symptoms, that is where we need to refer our patients to. So that certainly is in place. Well, very briefly, thank you so much for that explanation. Going forward, I mean, it's a question that I'm going to be asking to all the guests who engage us in the relation to COVID-19 and the national state of disaster that the country is now in. What IP are we probably hoping to get out of this? I mean, South Africa has never, to to my recollection, had to declare a national state of disaster. Now that it has, at least certainly democratic South Africa, what are we going to learn or what are we learning or what have we learned? I think I think we are learning to, there are different learnings you can take away from it and I think if one just takes a, a steps away a little bit from the the absolute overwhelming spew of all sorts of emotions one finds on social media and just steps away from it and also is mindful that the context of this is a is a is a very spiritual time for many communities um, mm. Certainly, for myself as a Christian, you know, we're going through our period of, of Lent, and we're about to enter Easter, and you know, we're working with a multi-faith organisation here at the Dennis Hurley Centre. And for me, it is it is a very hard thing for me to get my head around the fact that I might not be able to go to my place of worship over the Easter time. So I think there are all sorts of lessons about what is and isn't important. There are all sorts of lessons about how to be compassionate and how to be creative. When I run, I run, for example, my, this team of, of, of entrepreneurial men and women, and I, it's up to our team to try and find ways of ensuring they have enough money to be able to afford a shelter and a meal at night. And Fantastic. for me, that is a really big challenge right now. So I think it's about being creative. It's about trying to be sensible. It is about trying to manage fear. It is about trying to manage anxiety. It is about trying to be creative and affirming and optimistic while being careful. And I keep on deferring back to a poster which was made its rounds during the World Very War quickly, please. We've got 10 seconds. Be calm and carry on. Just be calm and carry on. And I think that makes sense to me now for the first time ever. Excellent. Well, we do thank you for your time, Ms. Ella Thompson, Dennis Hurley Center's publicist. We appreciate your contributions. It's time for news for It Is 21 Hours.